0: Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Lane Russell. Pastor Lane Russell is the pastor of a young and vibrant church in Cape Town, Quick Life Family Church. This podcast is tasked with you to provide you with the very best teachings of Pastor Lane Russell. Soak in and enjoy. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. We've been together in Hallelujah. Been having powerful services. We are are in a revival at the moment. We are are in a revival. Hallelujah. The Lord is really blessing us. Praise His name. Hallelujah. Praise His name. What's the end of the revival? I (laughs) just. No one could get out. God is really moving powerfully. And you know, it is to change us.
0: It is to change us. You know, revival comes and changes you.
1: And changes you. You know, the thing is, I was baptized in this. Like I I started in this when I was, when I started preaching, my spiritual father, first spiritual father, this daddy he was He's the son of Dr. Rocky L. Dr. Brown. Wow. And he would, when he preached, people would be under the power. By the time we leave the service at 12, the people are still lying down in the church. And all those people are free from addictions, free from sin, powerfully saved. So, what we are in now is a really powerful boob of God. And we, we mustn't miss it. You see, it's easy to miss it. It's easy for it to die out. It's easy for us to try to limit the Holy Spirit and then we miss out on what God is supposed to do for us. But God has come to really do something amazing and powerful in our lives. And we, you, you know, you need to heal to it. That's why that song says, Spirit, break up. And then it says, break our walls down. Why? Because we have many holes in our lives. We don't want God to enter into certain places. We say we want to, but we are not releasing in a certain way. So we like for the Holy Spirit to move in your life, you need to heal yourself to Him. What does it mean to heal? It means you allow Him to control you in a certain way. To to you open your spirit. But it's not to explain it. That's something you do in your spirit. You see? So for instance, Z come here. Come here. Okay. Did you see how he yielded? Now sit down. If he doesn't want to get up, right? Z come here. You see. Can you see? You cannot get him up. Even he, he can't just make his legs like that. He will not be, be coming up, you see. So for us to be receiving the anointing, to be full with the Holy Spirit, for us for God to bless you. And before you, you must be someone who knows how to work with the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And I'm gonna preach on it today. Let's go to Isaiah 61. Okay. Okay. Me. Oh, And the sadness, huh? It's joy.
0: Something happened in my Let's hear presence there.
1: Tonight we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Every night we speak about the Holy Spirit, that wonderful person called the Holy Spirit, and we learn more about him. You know, it's it's like being filled by the Holy Spirit is like almost like a glass of water. Like you get full and full, and every encounter you get fuller and fuller and fuller until that last drop comes and you overflow. Amen. So it's important to always be open and ready and hilted. Now, what happens when the Holy Spirit comes on you is that you become revived in some in, in a certain way. There is a scripture that says, Oh, that you will revive us again. Mm-hmm. Revive means to make alive. You see, some part of us which was dead becomes alive again. Clear you it. Now Isaiah 61, verse, verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yes. Because He has anointed me. So when the Spirit of the Lord comes on you, that's the, that's the key. We need to get the Spirit of the Lord to come on us because that this whole chapter is going to talk about What happens after the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you? The whole thing will explain what happens. So, once you've been touched, once the Holy Spirit touches you, all these changes take place. You see, and I can see everyone who opens their heart to the Holy Spirit, all these things take place. Everyone who's fighting, everyone who's blocking, everyone who's mentally blocking, Everyone who's um, keeping themselves out of the reach of the Holy Spirit, they do not receive these blessings that follow. Amen. Amen. Wow. 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 Jesus is Lord. Yes. So, once the this precious called the person called the Holy Spirit comes on you, He does all these things. Okay, the Spirit. He says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." because he has anointed me to preach. Let me read it. The good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. It's everything that happens after the anointing comes. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Let me read an easier version that's easy to understand. Yeah. To proclaim release to every captive and the prisoners will be free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's fame has come. Let me just read it and finish. And yeah, and what did the days of the, the day of the Lord's vengeance? To all who mourn in Israel. Listen to what happens when they are known to all who mourn in Israel, he will give them a crown of beauty for essence. Isn't that powerful? And now the Huddh yeah. just from having a, a uh-huh. All these benefits happen. So it's like, if, if you can have that moment where the Holy Spirit encounters you, all these things happen. It's powerful. It's almost like you tell someone, okay, I will make a way for you to work here. And then what will happen? All these benefits will follow. You will get medical aid, you will get housing allowance, you will get salary, you will get bonuses, you will get whatever commission. So it's almost like if the Holy Spirit were come to you, all these things will happen. I mean, as I'm preaching this, I want the Holy Spirit to touch me more. Amen. Amen. Bless His name. Amen. So the evening services are for serious believers. For people who really want God to touch them, to use them, to, yes, that's where the evening is for. So if that is not you, the morning services are very powerful. But the morning services are becoming powerful as well. So we will have to have a Saturday service for (laughs) non serious Christians. Wow. Bless the name of Jesus. All right. Amen. Now, I've got a lot to say today. I will carry you out one by one. We
0: are
1: not angry at you. I just need to finish. We are not angry. One day we'll have a church where if you get joy, we'll just press a button and you will slide in your seat your seat will fall you will
0: slide into a into an
1: underground um uh, <laughs> a verse <joyous> 3 <facility. laughs> to all who mourn in Israel you will give a crown of beauty for answers a joyous blessing instead of mourning a festival of praise instead of despair and their righteousness, their righteousness will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for His glory. And I will rebuild the ancient ruins. Uh, please close that window as I believe. Amen, <laughs> sir. Um, tell them to put them back in the car. Please. Off. Not only can't Ricky, I'm Thank you, God. That's me coming. You know? So. Last week I told you that God is putting us into a time of revival, and the revival is begun. You see, but when revival starts, revival, revival is when when an area. I'm going to explain what revival is. I explained it on Friday. I will explain it again. Is when the Holy Spirit moves in an area, and he But the revival normally starts with the people in their church. They first get touched by the Holy Spirit. And once they get touched, the fire spreads. The anointing spreads and it starts to impact the area, okay? So, in the year 1900, okay? How of the am to off? I can't find it, be outside. Cannot let what's outside come in here now. Okay, um... My family says you told you wouldn't be out with nothing like that. May the Lord help you. Wow, the Lord will help you. Amen. Amen. Now, in the year 1900, there was a few revivals that moved. Okay? So revival is when God starts to do big things, suddenly, in the area. And one of the places where revival broke out was in Wales. There was a few revivals, but I like the Wales revival, and there are more revivals will follow. Okay? And... In the world's revival, there was a, a man called Evan Roberts and Jesus, he just, they, him and the church, they desired God to move in the area, for God to move in them. They were desperate for God. They were hungry for God. They just wanted God to fill them more and to use them more. And uh, they started to pray and they started to see God and he went to a prayer meeting for the youth one day. And the revival started to break out in that, in that service itself. Then, from there, after that meeting, in the service, remember, there was no movement of the Holy Spirit, and suddenly, here yeah, you are moving, you are people are crying, people are falling. You will see it. See, we are in a church where we are used to the Holy Spirit moving. In those days, if you, I mean, if this had to happen, was happening here in uh, New Apostolic Church, 17, if one person had to fall and cry and not crying for anything; they are crying for God. You see, okay. yeah. that's what revival is. you just become hungry for God. You know the revivalists come when you when you when you are so full, you are praying that God will stop. Yeah. They do revival the revivalists come. Yeah. Yes, there was a prayer that they prayed in the wells, and they said, "Um, no more, Lord, lest we yeah. die." Yeah. They the no, no, no more. We are gonna die with more. Guns. Because the presence of God was tangible. The presence of God is real. And you must know that he is real. And uh, so this man, Evan Robert, he had a dream. And in the dream, the Lord told him, sorry, in a vision that 100,000 people would be saved in two weeks. And he told him, he spoke to his friend about it. And he, he asked his friend, do you think God can do this? And his friend said, of course God can do this. And after that, as they kept praying a revival, people just started to come to church supernaturally. People started to be saved. And I think it was in two months that 100,000 people were saved in Wales, in that country. Now, the revival affected the people, the, the country so hectically. Now, Wales is a country in Europe, okay? And this country is around them. It was so hectic that Everyone, even the business hours had to change because by 2 o'clock people wanted to come out of work so that they can go to church. Everybody, business people, everyone was in church then. It was so hectic that the revival was so hectic that the police station had to close. They had to to lay policemen off because there was no cases to be heard. The judges had nothing to do. The, the, The police station, one police station, they were only called because they had three singers. They will tell the singers, and if you wanted someone to come and sing at your church, you would call the police station. That's what revival does. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, he's doing it. He's
0: doing it.
1: But it must start with us. You see? That's what happened. I mean, but, you know, the revival was so hectic that can I have a back Okay, I'm uh, sorry, I will not need to buy It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Thanks, they are walking past, I can see. They are. <laughs> 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 we were driving and I said, I'm tired of carrying people out of chairs. It's time for me to carry people into chairs." And then this happened. So, and I meet people like that, so we are getting that. And you watch them, watch them in the next few weeks, you'll we'll see what God has revealed. Um yes, the revival. The revival was so epic that in Wales, sorry, in the nations around Wales, so for us it would be Namibia, Zimbabwe, um Lesotho, um, all these other places, so I say like they put in in those nations they put warning the boards up. Like we have traffic boats, they put warning the boats up that if you go into Wales, you might have a religious experience with God. Sure. They put warning both of that. If you go in here, you might be saved. Wow. That's how hectic the revival was when it broke out. People, people are uh, even though today in Wales, when you watch rugby or soccer, when the crowd sings they they sing hymns. listen for leader. Yes, the the revival was intense. One thing that really got me. That actually got me. But one thing that really got me about the revival was well, yeah, one thing is that the two things. You know, the prostitute houses, okay? Everyone knows was a prostitute house, okay? But some people would come through Wills to do business and then they would leave and then the men would visit the prostitutes. But when the revival fell, The prostitutes became saved. So now, when the businessmen listen to this, when they went to the prostitutes, instead of doing what they normally did, they did Bible study and pray. Who's ready for revival? I mean,
0: if you go to the Sabbath, they open to Psalms 91.
1: And, and yeah, the small things. There's a lot of things there. One of the things was that he was singing. Many times he was just singing. People would just start singing, they would start worshiping, they would start crying. People never worried about God or, or had their mind on God or anything. Their heart was just pulled towards God. That's what the revival does. Hallelujah. And anyway, we are desperate for this revival. I'm telling you. One another thing about the revival that happened was the people was Wales was a mining city or country as well. So in the mines they didn't have machines, they used the, the donkeys to pull the slaves. But the men give me a
0: second.
1: The men who work in the mines, they score so much that they would swear at the donkey to move forward. And then they would swear for the donkey to stop. Because they weren't saved. But when the revival broke up, the men couldn't sway anymore in the mines. So what happened was, the donkeys couldn't work anymore. Because they couldn't sway. So the donkeys couldn't move, the donkeys couldn't stop. They, They needed to retrain the donkeys and get new donkeys in. Because the soul of the people was so changed. That is why we need revival. But revival doesn't start with my neighbor across the road. Revival starts with me. I cannot pray, Lord, change them. I must start, Lord, change me. Lord, touch me. Lord, revive me. Lord, help me. And it's when I'm touched, that God will move up and, and touch them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, one of the things that we need to do is you must learn to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because. God is not God is God is a gentleman, okay? Let me teach you this. He will not enter a place where he is not welcome. Okay? Even he says, behold, I'm standing at the, the door of your heart. i knock not on the door. If you open, I will enter in. Meaning not, I'm coming to eat with you. No. If you open, our you Come in. You're welcome. Yes, please. Okay, please. Please give me a present. Okay. So we, Saint Francis, Amen. Now, listen to me. Please listen. We must learn to, to, to open our hearts to God. Not to ask. you. Listen. If you ask for God, He won't give you anything else. He will follow you. He will come to you. He will now. This anointing I was talking about. Thank you, Lord. Listen, this anointing I was talking about. As it takes everything. <laughs>
0: huh Okay, another thing. Is the driving by I'm teaching the taxi drivers in We have the we to you, you and welcome put that first welcome Wow. Amen. <laughs> pan-a-ta. Pan-a-ta. Wow. <laughs>
1: Yes, you're blessed. <laughs> okay. we going to the we're going to do Now, the person who received this anointing in Isaiah 61 is none other than Jesus. But how did he receive this? The Bible says it was when Jesus was baptized that the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit is saying that came on him like a dove. Okay? So, we see Jesus. He was just a normal carpenter. And the lips of
0: Listen. Listen. Okay. 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 Listen.
1: Listen to this. When Jesus was 30 years old, until that time, he wasn't yielding. The Holy Spirit didn't come on I mean, him. There was no preaching, there was no teaching, there was no miracle, there was no nothing. But he went to the baptism service. And it was when he was baptized and when he came up praying, the Holy Spirit came down on him. And then in the very next chapter, Jesus says these words, the, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Yes, anointed me. And we see all these things happening in the life of Jesus. So we can learn from him how you can receive the anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one, Jesus went to John. So he went to a place where he could be, could be taught. I mean, if you think about it, if I was Jesus, imagine you were Jesus, you were a son of God, or you are the son of God. I mean, you are God, I mean, even you are the world. You, you Would you be in a church? I mean, no, you would start your own church, and then the world, and then the son of God. More anointed than the Son of God. Who's more powerful than the Son of God? But we see Jesus submit Himself to someone. I said, No, he must baptize me. I said, No, I must be trained. No, I must be healed. No. So to receive this anointing, to be, be changed in this way, you must be someone who can submit yourself. So, so that tells you that pride is the first blockage to you receiving anything from God. Right? And being natural. Not seeing things in the spirit. Wow. I mean. You feel too powerful. You feel too beautiful. You feel too whatever. Too holy. I mean when they prayed. <laughs> one day. Um, my friend was being prayed for by another evangelist. But the evangelist is his friend. But my friend. And his friend, the other friend was in a higher ranks for the children. And when he prayed for him, the anointing came on my friend. But he didn't want to submit himself. <laughs> he was going like this. <laughs> and my friend, and his friend said, we called him Dix, I said, Dix, just receive her. Why are you fighting her? Just take it. He was just there like this. <laughs> and afterwards he told me yo, yo my but <laughs> I'm going in me just but he didn't want to look foolish because now you are a man of God and you are out under the power
0: No, to receive this grace you must be willing to be under the power you must be willing to be touched yes now i yes
1: And I think he is still where he is today because he didn't want to fall that way. Because once you are under the power in the spirit, the Holy Spirit then starts to operate on you. Yes. I mean, you guys haven't been operated on. The first thing they do when they operate on you, they don't go to the problem straight away. No. They put a mask on you and they tell you, sir, count to 10. And by the time you get to six, you are in another dimension. You see, God wants to take you into another dimension before he can perform on you. Hallelujah. And the other thing is, not everyone receives the same. Not everyone. I mean, David, when he was anointed, they poured oil on him. But now Jesus, for you to be anointed, they must put you under the water. It's not everyone you seem to say. Sometimes you say, no, no, no. I say, the for My sound
0: us the Father must come down. Michael, must be on his side. Gabriel must come and anoint me. And Paul must lay hands on me. No! Sometimes God wants to speak you. And you are rolling over the floor. You are rolling.
1: Omelette. No? Hallelujah. Some of you are too deep defined. Amen. Wow. Your reputation. What reputation? We don't even know you. Oh, standard out class, <laughs> mother. So, this God. God must help me to stop saying that.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's all right. Amen.
1: So, so, you know, God works a certain way. God works in a system. So to receive, so to receive, you will bring you to a man. You know, when you get married, you come to a man. It's not true. And the man says, you are now husband and wife. When you die, they bring you to a man. When you get baptized, sorry, when you get a Christian, I the end of the You come to a man. So God will sometimes bring you to someone who will lead you into a process. You must not find that person open your life to that person. Amen. Jesus humbled himself. He submitted himself. Then, then listen to this. When he came to John, John said, No, John realized that he is the son of God. Then he said, you are the son of God You are God. You must baptize me. But then he said, no, 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 no. Don't stop this. Allow this to happen. So that all righteousness can be fulfilled. So, meaning, Jesus didn't let the man lead him. And the other thing is, Jesus did wasn't embarrassed. He didn't have fear. You know, you know that only, the baptism is only for sinners. Because John was baptizing sinners. You know that. No, John was baptized with sinners, and Jesus is here now, standing in a line with sinners. Tremendously, even I'm finished now. Just, it's not
0: going to be anything wrong, but just give me a, second. just me a second.
1: listen to this for God to anoint you you cannot respect people more than you respect God meaning you, you 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 are thinking so much about what people will think about you what people will say about you you see many times we are too worried about if, if I follow God what will people think about me if I do this what will people think about me if I'm crying service. If I'm preaching whatever. So you mustn't be led by them. Amen. Amen. Then this is about one. You must you must allow yourself to be baptized or touched amongst other people. Okay? Let me explain this. When Jesus came, he didn't say to tell John, listen, I want a private service for me to be anointed. No, he was just in a normal service. And his big life change happened in a normal service. Amen. Anyway, so you must be expecting God to touch you in a normal service like this. Don't think one day my day will come. I will have on a white dress. And, and you are a man, why do you want the dress on? <laughs>
0: You okay. must
1: learn to understand the timings of God. So he knew that he, he can't go next month. Next month he told you that you have to go today. You must jump in today. Like even now you can see the river of God is moving, the presence is moving. You must be there and open your heart and say, Father, if a change must take place, my change must take place today. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Are you there? Yes. And the last point Jesus teaches us to receive the anointing is to pray and to be spiritual. People who pray, everyone listen to me, last point. People who pray and people who spend time with God are the people who get changed in a big way. Yes, they are just there.
0: I mean, when last have
1: you just been there in the presence of God? You are just, I'm not here to pray about. Whatever, I'm just here to read my Bible to spend time with you. That is one of the big keys to revival happening in your life. Why? Because as you are spending time with God, you are building up your spirit. You see, you are you are feeding your spirit, man. You see, some of us you only eat. You are feeding your flesh, but when is your spirit eating? Yes, I mean, outside you look powerful, but inside you are like this so you must spend time in the word of God hallelujah bless his name praise him now wow Jesus amen and you know, many people must God using them because they they are in wrong associations. They are connected to the wrong people. Wow. Amen. Okay. Now, this is a powerful message. I don't know if powerful. Who wants the to break out in their life? In like life.
0: Your God bless you for listening to this message. Follow us on Facebook at Faith Life Family Church to find out more information about our service times and upcoming events. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sun channel and receive regular messages by far serving yourself.